Wickham to Whitley Bay, Stonygate to Shields, Doggy to Darlow Back Lane, Steve, Ted and Rye. The Northeast Footy Breakfast. Right across the Northeast, the red platoon and the cat. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Gentlemen morning. of the Northeast Football Club morning, supporting morning, persuasion. Morning. Thanks, Ted. I really <laughs> appreciate that, mate. Lads, I'm, I'm not saying it was a great show yesterday and you've got a lot to live up to. I've got but, a, yeah, You do, actually. Daz was pushing all the buttons yesterday. But speaking of pushing buttons, I've got a, I've got a confession. Oh, no. I've had a dream about Ted. He's had a dream. I've had a dream overnight about Ted. I've You're only human. Far, has the relationship <laughs> with the radio... That I've now had a dream about Ted. We were on a plane. We were uh, flying over to watch some sort of football game. We were having <laughs> champagne. And then I don't really remember what happened after that. But I do remember, Ted, you were in my dreams, mate. We were on a plane sharing a bottle of champagne, you and I. We were in first class, mate. We were living the crook. high life. So in my dreams, mate, you and me, first class. Wow. Well, and I think we've always thought that. And me and Steve were in cattle class, were we? I don't know. No, I don't know yeah. what you two. I, I was guessing you two were flying Bucket the plane. Bucket Something. Um, yeah. <laughs> flying the plane. Actually, I'm pretty sure oh, Steve was worrying. the one that brought us the champagne, to be honest with you. I think that might have been... I remember him being in a suit and walking Steve's up and down the aisle. Steve's now our man like Friday, is he? <laughs> that's because I'm in a hotel, lads. That's because I mean, that's because you've been dreaming. You knew I was away. You knew I was in a hotel. And you're thinking, I bet you Steve's getting champagne and caviar as we yeah. speak. And that's how you've been doing. <laughs> You went to glamorous granny, what, didn't you? What, what, what's your hold on? What's your on about Daz having a great show? I mean, one of the one of the questions I asked him yesterday was worse <laughs> than when I was hungover. He said no. And then there was just loads of radio silence. It was great, wasn't and then it? Followed it up an hour later by going yes. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> and then absolute silence. I've, I've got to admit, guys, it's the, it's oh. the most intelligent input I've heard him put on these radio stations. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> In it any of his gold. 19 shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's good at jingles, though. He, he, he oh, put the jingle for me, new Christmas joke section, which Mate. is good. Yeah. And you are right, Ted. I was watching a 65-year-old gyrate on a stage in London last night. But oh. I tell you what, Madonna, Madonna was absolutely <laughs> superb last night, lad. She was brilliant. The O2, best, best money I've spent on a gig ticket this year. What a ah, show, yeah. woman. You've been to see uh, Madge? Five years. You went down to see Madge? For all the criticism, for all the criticism she's had for for some of those shows that she's done already, she did she did over two hours last night and she was absolutely brilliant. Oof. The choreography for a sixty-five year old woman was superb. She went through a full back catalogue of songs. Um, the usual uh, the usual stage shows, some of it which wouldn't be uh, wouldn't would send you into a frenzy, Radio Dad. Um, I think. Yeah, she would like it. Was um, yeah, it was erotic to say the least. That was a, which is one of our songs. Right. So yeah, right. it was a good, it, it was a good, it was a good night. Good crowd, good crack, and uh, yeah, uh, glad I made it on the show though. Didn't have a drink, lads. So. And I would like to point out at this moment in time, Madonna is older than me. Is she? Mm. By much or? Wow. Hey, we're not going By there. Much. Well, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> I'm as sharp as a tack this morning. I'm telling you, I'm By as sharp much. as a tack. <laughs> Steve, I wouldn't pay for a ticket to watch Dave gyrate around a stage, mate. I've got <laughs> you haven't seen me perform yet. Which is you, Will. Just to have this Christmas if you want to see do. A, yeah. 
If you want to see a 65-year-old Jai Ray, surely it's cheaper to go to Stormont Main Club, isn't it, Steve? 65. <laughs> it probably is, Bob. Now I feel, now I feel like... Right, uh, Ted off. Hang on, I'm just going to switch him off. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget, I have the power. <laughs> Send him back. I've been censored. Oh, dear. No, it's oh, Ted. It's you haven't, mate. Ted has. He's nah, off. He's gone. gone. Speaking of jingles, Dave. Yeah, Dave, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you, uh, did you happen to tune in yesterday and hear the yeah, new uh, jingle for What the Fuck? Here we go. Mate, <laughs> I think... <laughs> you talk about senility on this show. Uh, I think one of us is forgetting. You sent it to me to put on the system, so of course I heard it. <laughs> well, I, I said to leave it alone and not listen to it until it went live. Nah, 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 nah. Then we had a subsequent conversation, and I said, I haven't even did listened we? to it, mate, and you went, oh, go on then. Did I? Well, you did. must have caught me at the moment of weakness. I must have been... The moment of weakness. I don't want to impede. I don't want to impede on... I don't want to impede on... What the fuck? You mean... Uh, so what I'll do is I'll get the Christmas gag of the day out of the way, lads. Oh, go on then. Then, oh, then we'll, then then we'll want the way. facts. And, then we'll revisit. And, and it's got a Burra connotation. Ooh. Oh, yes. What? What impact will the 20 mile an hour speed limit in Wales have on the charts this year? Oh, <laughs> God, Bennett. So we're going to sing a song we'll saying we hit 20 mile an hour. <laughs> I think I just talked all over you, mate. Give us the punchline again, I'm sorry. Chris Rea will be driving home for Easter. Yay! Hey. Chapdaz <laughs> 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 had the trumpet and went what the fact? What the fact? What the fact? What the fact? Don't, don't pretend you're not impressed. I'm telling you. What the fact? What the fact? I'm running up a bunch of it's stairs. What the fact? What the fact? Fellas. Uh, no Here we go. It's the big moment. Oh, the big lift. What the fact? What the fact? <laughs> what the fact? What the fact? For this next line. Oh, I'll tell you what, there's just absolute, <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, at no expense, whatever, <laughs> that was produced, I'm telling you. Oh, I'll tell you what, we're going to get I'm sued by thousands, Rocky. Thousands of costs, obviously, I mean, you can hear the production, the quality there, oh. can't you, really? Incredible. Uh, I mean, the, the desk alone was 10 grand, you know? It was, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, the it's, lyrics, it's the lyrics is work. what gets me. Yeah. Coming yeah. from the chorus into, the, you know, into verse one. You know, it just it just flows so naturally for me. I just love it. I was I trying to channel like Chaucer and Keats, you know, hmm. and 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 and, when, and words. You mean like with, Daz was on the show. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> A bit of Bernie Taupin in there. Great songwriter. Great songwriter. I'm with you, Steve. Absolutely. Thanks. Absolutely. We we anyway, lost we lost a bit of a songwriter, didn't we? We lost a bit of a songwriter yesterday. We did. Danny Lane's gone. Yeah. Another one. Mullican Tire. Um, what a year. He, uh, what a year. Uh, no. Teamed up with uh, Paul McCartney for that classic in Wings. Uh, but yes, he passed away. So Radio Dad, you'll have to dig that out the archive, see if we can get that. It's got a bit of a Christmassy feel about it as well, hasn't it, that song? Mullican Tire, yeah. I, I mean, it was. So as well, it dominated the charts, didn't it? It was there for something ridiculous, like 17 weeks or something, wasn't it? It was something bizarre. Yeah. Never became a holiday Linda, venue after that. Linda tambourine. Yeah, and cooking sausages. Were there, I mean, with the Scots hoping the Mull of Kintyre would become some sort of holiday destination after that song. 
Well, well, the video didn't really appeal, did it? Like, like you know, I, I mean, I've seen him trudging around this place. It, I mean, there was certainly no way I was going to go there. Like, <laughs> Well, it's cold That's enough where we are now. In God's country, I'm not going to go even further north. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who shows it today? Don't know. Is it yours, right? It's mine. It's uh, mine. It is. It's, it's all mine today, Steve. It's what the it fact. is, it is. Yep. It's a, yeah, I'm, I'm, so we, I got we in have trouble got yesterday for taking over. You. Yeah, I'm you, just you are not just going to get. <laughs> you're doing it now. I'm just doing talking. It now. Look, I'm just sitting here talking. I'm not going to say another word. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, channel your inner Daz. <laughs> yes. No. No. Radio Gold. <laughs> I've had a thought, guys. I've had, I've had an idea. But, you oh. know, while, while, oh, while I actually, while I actually got some sleep... On biannual basis. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, because, I, because I finally got some sleep. Got some sleep. I was awake at six o'clock. I could have come in and done I the mean, show. You, but, you, you texted us I know. early in the morning I know. while you're sleeping, Dan. I know, I know. I just don't sleep these days because I am of a certain age, certain vintage. Um, but I came up with a great idea. You know, we've got Ted and what the fact. Mm-hmm. I think all of us should come up with an equivalent. So every day, whoever's show it is comes on with yep. a bit of a game showy, quizzy, you know, dig through the old grey matter. I tried mine and it was in a complete flop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying again. Was it? I don't oh, like I losing my temper the, on the I can bring the club millionaire hot seat back. Don't you worry about that. I just think we should. I can bring that back. Yep. Well, no, we, like you know, if, like if we flop, I'll ask Steve. What a way Steve. to wake up with, that, with, a, with a cheeky game. Yeah, well, if, the, if the idea flops every time, you know, because Daz, Daz could bring early, he could, he could release early his uh, guess the theme tuny thing. You know, that, that quiz yeah. that's sweeping yeah. the nation yeah, near the world. It's, it's barely sleep, sweeping the streets. Isn't I know. It? Um, <laughs> so he, he can introduce that early when he's on. You know, God knows what I could conjure up, but I'm sure I could conjure up something mystical. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could, we could have one every day. Different one every day. I mean, okay. how's that for entertainment? I like yeah, it. I'll do a like I'll, it. I'll do one where you've got to guess who's in the picture. Uh, that way I'll win every day. <laughs> <laughs> and if it flops, guys, if it flops, you've Even got to scrap it. Get that. <laughs> you've got to scrap it, throw it in the bin, and dream up a new one for the next time you're performing. There you go. Okay. All right. I'll Challenge. Imitation is it. the sincerest form of flattery. I, 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 I'm well chuffed <laughs> for that, lads. Thank you very much for that. Now we've got to bring well, ourselves we- up to Ted's level. Now look what you've done. There you go. Well, this is it. It's, I mean, there are lofty heights. And we have to. We all have to. We all have to sing. We all have to sing uh, some sort of intro <laughs> and theme. It's got to have a theme tune. We're going to get a jingle. It's got to okay. have a theme all right. tune. All right. It's it got to have a theme. It doesn't count if it has right. a theme tune. <laughs> Need to borrow someone's trumpet. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we have got what the fact today. You're not going to get it. Um, you're absolutely not going to get this one. I can't. Oh, I can't God. be giving you easy clues again like last time. And obviously, there is some charity money or a forfeit riding on this now. Remember, um, yeah, so I am is. now taking what the fact very, very seriously. Fact. Oh. Um, so yeah. So uh, fact number one this morning: he was a man. That's it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, the, the still all of the clues will lead. Fact number to two: the he was born. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I've won three ones. So, somebody's been facetious. Yeah. <laughs> no, today's today's is a doozy. Even I was a bit amazed when I found this one out. So this is this oh. is a, this is a good one. So we'll 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 give the first clue very shortly. But what else I've got on the menu for you? Obviously, we've got the latest on the Sunderland manager race. Higginbottom, obviously released by Sheffield United yesterday. Yes. There's a bit of a French connection going on, and there's still the, yeah. uh, the daft laugh that Steve Bruce is turning up like a stalker <laughs> X, which is uh, oh, I mean, did he? hilarious. Did he? Because we've got people on social media saying, I've seen him with my own eyes. He's back in the northeast. He flew into Newcastle no, Airport. Oh, God. I mean, no, his family God. are from here, like, so it wouldn't be a massive shock to the system. Pre Christmas, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's exactly probably staying so. in the hotel room next to Steve. He ain't going to be Steve Madonna Bruce. last night. It's yeah. a Gordon <laughs> Flame Mac about that's it, yeah. He might have, been, might have been going to the pizza of light, but not the stadium of light, anyway. <laughs> when, I the, when I went to get my breakfast this morning, I heard somebody behind us saying, how's the bacon, like, so I says, that's oh, <laughs> <laughs> Bruce is I here bet your blood ran cold. By the way, guys, <laughs> by the way, guys, you know that WhatsApp group we don't talk about? I love that photograph yeah, yes. yesterday. Love that photograph yesterday. <laughs> a la bacon, yes. yes. Uh, but we don't talk about that. Uh, we don't talk about no, it. Talk no, about definitely it. not, because I was worried which picture you were going to talk about. Um, <laughs> there are some choice. We are selling subscriptions to the uh, North East Footy Breaky Show WhatsApp group, £50. Only grands. Yeah. <laughs> gives, gives you 30 days access. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's 24-7, by the way, because we're all in three different continents. So <laughs> absolutely. Nobody gets Easy any sleep. And one, of us is, one of us is incontinent. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> hey, he didn't, he didn't Look, see names. Just because, just because Daz walks in and gives us a management sacking. You know, come on, guys, give me a break. <laughs> it was a big show that you missed out on. What news, hey? What, what news? What, yeah. what, what, what was your reaction to it? What was your reaction to Mogger getting the sack? Devastated. Because hey? we, we didn't see it from here yesterday. Look, I'm, I'm not a Sunderland fan, and... But I'm a Mogger fan, and I just think Sunderland of, well, like two and a half thousand fans then jumped onto social media posts and just basically turned around and said, "What the fact?" Um, <laughs> it, it, it 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 doesn't make sense, fellas. It doesn't make sense. I I smell, and the fact that they haven't been able to come out and say, "And here's our new replacement," tells me there's something been going going amiss, going awry for a, for a little bit of time, and and maybe those rumours. Pre-season about them talking to other managers to replace Mogger. Maybe, maybe there's some truth in them. I've got no idea. It's just Ted. It just doesn't make any sense. You, you're one result away from the playoffs. You overachieved last year. I mean, any right-minded, sensible Sunderland fan would say we we performed better and we finished in a better position last year than we were hoping for. And are we saying Mogger's a victim of his own success then? No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's anything to do with league position. To be honest with you, um, if you look at the and I've had another look at it again last night. My favourite person, Christian Speakman, um, who to be honest, he he should have gone. He should have been the one getting the sack, not Mowbray. But there you go. Um, the the language that Speakman uses in that statement when Mowbray was was sacked is kind of along the lines of you know we're going to let nothing. Detract us, distract us from from the goal we've got and the way we're going to do business. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but it was kind of like. But if that's what he was, was edging towards, as if he was saying, yeah, it, it was almost as if he was saying that um, 
you know, obviously there must have been some sort of disagreement with the way things were going. And I genuinely think it's something to do with the fact that Mowbray is saying we need more experience in, in the side. We need an experienced strike, striker. I think we de- still need another experienced central midfielder because I, I honestly don't think Corey Evans is going to play a game. Um, and I think he was saying along the lines of that's what we need to do in January. And he's pretty much been told... You knew you knew the scope when you were here. That's not going to happen. And I genuinely think that's that's the situation. I think it's it's more to do with the way the club is run and this this sort of um, this ethos that they're building. And I, I think Mowbray's got that's fine, but we do need more experience. And, and I think and that's I, I a think fair. I think that's a fair shout from Mugger. If you want to, if if he's being told, <laughs> you've got to at least emulate what you did last season, or better. Yeah. Then you do need more experience. Of course, yeah, because that's what hung us mm. out to dry at the end of the day. I just, um, I don't, but, I don't, because if you are going to go down this route of unearthing talent and feeding that talent in earlier than teams around you into the first team, and you're relying on youngsters to gel and perform, there is no better manager to do it, deal with that than Mogger. Yeah. Even Heckingbottom, I'm sure, must have flown to the top of the, the bookies' favourites charts the minute that Sheffield United made 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 their announcement because of you know pre- previous not. ties. He hasn't. Jeez, I would have expected he'd been he'd have been announced today. To be fair, the, but there's an odds-on favourite this morning, and it's uh, it's really a, a, a left field one as well, uh, and that's uh, Julian Sable, who's uh, who's an assistant coach at Nice at this moment in time. Um, the, the guy who they did want originally was obviously the, 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 the new manager at Nice who's got them second in League One uh, sorry League Un. Um that's how you pronounce French right um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I pronounce it French <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah Julie, Julien Sable is 4-6 to six, um, on, the, on the odds that I looked up this morning Stephen Schumacher is the, the Plymouth boss obviously mm. at this moment. Oh. he's 2-1 second favourite and then we've got Paul Heckenbottom in at five to one third favourite. Wow. Yeah, hilarious, yeah. Why? He obviously didn't listen to yesterday's show. These <laughs> teams usually have I a good engine that. on them, like. But, I got um, a, I got a thick rumor that Will Steele's up there. I don't know if you know Will Steele, but he's like Yeah, Will Steele. He never, he's not he never arrives. He's not still yeah. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, we'll still be looking for someone else. Yay! Um, <laughs> oh, the endless hey. puns we can have with that name. Uh, I just want to know if, if Daz managed to generate all this humour and 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 crap dad jokes when uh, oh, I was better. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, he had jingles when 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 Steve yeah, he did. did his jokes. He, he had like the the he played his joke sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Comedy trombones. And he spoke. He introduced us in the start of songs as well. He's got like this little radio broadcasting <laughs> specialist, like you know, where the song's starting and there's a little bit of a wind up, and he's yeah. like, and you can WhatsApp it. It was beautiful. It was so professional yesterday. Was, yeah, some beautiful. He had a bit of a Tony. had a Tony Blair yesterday because he was full of cold, full of man flu. He was. An, he, <laughs> he, was he was. He was unwell. I think that's why he yeah, didn't answer any questions. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> But as well as as well as obviously all the Sunderland talk, we're going to talk about Chris Wilder as well, Rye's favourite person. He's a uh, Premier League manager again, right? Dave, Dave is back. Dave is yeah, back. Honestly, I can't, I can't believe how he's got straight into man. the Premier League job. Like, it's a joke. No, but I can't with this man. I can't. <laughs> it's exactly. I can't. I got. He's even made me news headlines because he came out and spoke about the bar as well. 
uh, and how, you know, it was unfair and not just the way we let him go and blah, 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 blah. But yes, Chris Wilder is back in management, taking over from Paul Heckenbottom. Can you believe it, Borough fans? Sadly. The man, the myth is Crazy. back. But uh, you know what's funny? You know what's funny for me, Borough fans, is that it took it took Burnley to get him another job. So, uh, you know, yeah. after everything he did with us. so What, what makes it That's worse true. is he's back in the Premier League. Not for long, but he's back in the Premier League. I know. He's got to be the luckiest manager in that league, like because I, I mean, get it. he's got the, the best agent in the world. That there, guy. He must have. He must have. Right. Uh, anyway, we'll go. We'll, we're way past doing any headlines. Do you want to do the headlines now, or do you want the first clue for what the fact? No. <laughs> We've upset him. We've upset him. No, not Radio Dad. We like you better. Daz, I'm sorry. We like you better, Radio Dad. You're our favourite. Oh, you push you... all our buttons the right Absolutely. way. Absolutely. You yeah. can go first then. Smoggies yes. and proud. Borough News. What's going on? Good morning, beautiful Borough fans. Happy Wednesday. Look, VAR, ladies and gentlemen. That's how I start my headlines. Ah. VAR. Oh, how the beast has risen from the video ashes once again. It won't matter now, Borough fans, but it's now been determined that the third goal on the weekend for Leeds shouldn't have stood. I know. As Ruta was in an offside position when the ball was played, Ruta is offside as the pass is played and the Borough midfielder, Dan Balassa, attempts to play the ball but misses. It, had he made contact and inverted the ball, the decision becomes unclear. It seemed like every week in the Premier League brought refereeing mishaps, which was worse as they had VAR to correct the errors. In the championship now, though, it's no shock that this offside isn't given, though it's not good enough from the officials. But maybe if VAR was indeed in real life, we would have seen Mogger's decision overturned. Haha, <laughs> a little one there for you. And a name also familiar to Borough fans, as we were just talking about it, Chris Wilder is back in management. I know, let's just take a moment there to get on that. Uh, the 56-year-old has replaced Paul Heckenbottom as the Sheffield United manager in what is a return to his greatest resume, bold and italics pointed part of taking them from League One to the Premier League. During his announcement presser, Chris Wilder reflected on his Middlesbrough experience and believes he grew as a manager from it as he sensationally returned from management at the former club, Sheffield United. As he looks to re-establish himself, he insists that his career won't be defined by his final 11 games at the Borough that ultimately led to his di dismissal. Wilder said that Paul's done a great job and promotion is something I'm sure he will be rightly proud of, but we all know the game as well. For me personally, the first time I had my contract terminated in over 900 games was at Middlesbrough. It's not nice, but it's part and parcel of what happens in football. I return differently. I always think that every experience is a good one. Personally, even though it didn't end great at Middlesbrough, I did enjoy my time there. Ha! I laugh at that, Chris. I find it quite funny that some people look at it and define my whole career at the 10 games at the start of a season at the, at the Borough. Well, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. We won't talk about it again. So just, you know, really not good headlines today. One, which should have been a two-all draw. The third goal for Leeds was offside. And Chris Wilder's back. That's your Borough headlines. And I'm sorry. Magpies and Proud. Mag News. Good morning, Newcastle fans. Michael Owen has admitted that his heart was in Liverpool during his time at Newcastle United. Liverpool were not willing to match Newcastle's club record offer of 16.8 million. And after letting Owen depart for less than just a couple of years previously, which left the Magpies as the only viable option for the striker and his bid to return to England. More than £18,000 has been raised for the funeral of a Newcastle United fan who died after being hit by a car. Sonny Farrier lost his life after being struck by a vehicle at Fogelhole Lane in Contest, Durham. 
The collision occurred at around 1.10 on Saturday and uh, following his death, a GoFundMe page with a target of £2,000 was set up to raise money for his funeral. More than 860 donations have been made to the page and the current total is £18,663. The family are also asking for the AC Milan game for Newcastle fans to hold a round of applause in the 18th minute. And Joey Barton, who's doing the rounds on podcasts, has revealed that Newcastle United became the first team in Premier League history not to sign a bonus payment because former owner Mike Ash was trying to, in his words, ram it down up a throat. Barton was amongst those who stood up and told his teammates that he would not sell my soul for what would have been a sum of around £85,000 paid up. The former midfielder stressed, stressed it was not about money, but rather how his teammates valued ourselves as a group. That's in Newcastle United headlines on Wednesday morning. Mackham's and Proud. Black Cats News. Good morning, Sunderland fans. We'll start off with some national news. Walking hairpiece Simon Jordan believes Frank Lampard would be a great appointment for Sunderland as he has everything to prove after his previous stints at Everton and Chelsea. Sunderland are currently ninth in the championship table and aiming for a top six finish this season. And Lampard does have some limited championship experience. While Lampard does have that experience, his time in the Premier League left a lot to be desired and may not be the standard Sunderland are looking for to replace Tony Mowbray. Three former Rangers stars are all linked with the vacant manager's position. Former Gers manager Michael Beale, who departed Ibrox back in October after a 10-month stint in charge, has quickly emerged as one of the early frontrunners to be handed the reins at the Stadium of Light. Alex Ray, a popular figure among the Sunderland fan base and a current member of Philippe Clement's backroom staff, is also in the fray, while ex-Gers defender and Yokohama F Marino's boss Kevin Muscat at 8-1 is also viewed as a potential candidate to land the vacancy. And finally, while the announcement on Monday night that Tony Mowbray had departed the club, Mike Dodds has taken interim charge as the team prepares for challenging home games against West Brom and Leeds United. While it remains possible that the process to appoint a new head coach will be concluded by that stage, as it stands, Dodds will be in charge for those games. He will be supported by the club's remaining senior coaching staff, which includes fellow first-team coach and former Sunderland striker Michael Proctor, as well as goalkeeping coach Alessandro Barcherini. And there are your Sunderland headlines this morning. Ted, Rye and Steve, the North East Footy Breakfast. Right across the North you said you wanted to do what the fact after the headlines, so get on with it and press the buttons as you demand. Literal goosebumps. It's just epic. It's epic. Anyway, just pumps me up for no reason. For no reason. I'm gonna go for a 5k run. I'll be right back. Do you want your first clue then? Come on then, hit us. Okay, your first clue is Arab led takeovers completed it, mate. Arab led takeovers completed it, mate. I'd just like to complain about the production value of that. What the fact? It wasn't long enough, mate. <laughs> it, is, it, it's, it, it goes on and on and on. It's got to be longer. Use right headlines as a benchmark. 
<laughs> well, I was criticised for my headlines yesterday, so I, I shortened mm. mine today. Oh, that's by Super Daz. Good job, good job. Yeah, you were criticised. with Daz giving answers like yes and no. You... <laughs> I, I spot, I yeah, spot it. and Chris Waddle, that's it. I spot it. I spot, I spot the thing here. Daz cur- criticises, Ted behaves. He no, complies. No, 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 no. It was right. It was right. I criticise. I get told I'm old. <laughs> you pointed well, it out. I was just saying. There, you know. <laughs> I mean, yesterday you, you had all the right to go for the long. You know, you could have gone for an hour with your headlines of what's going down at your club. So I, I <laughs> gave you the. I gave. I was allowed. It was allowed. So, I've, got, I've got a feeling there's going to be plenty of Sunderland airtime in the next week or so. Like so, yeah. I'm, I'm mm. trying to cut it down to day. Anyway, what the fact, gentlemen? Once more. Arab led takeovers. Yeah. Completed it, mate. Newcastle United. I'll take the money. Yeah. Newcastle United ownership. No. Nah, it's, it's not well, a fact, is it? Newcastle United. Get is on not the WhatsApp. We need you. Yeah, Daniel, <laughs> come on. We've got to draw level today. It's got to be 2 2. He's 2 1 up. He's, he's, he's the one that can save us here. Arab led takeovers. Completed yeah. it, mate. Now, mate, there's 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 a clue in mate. You wouldn't have put it in otherwise. There is a clue. Mm. Mate, but... Uh, could be, could be whole... a red herring. Could be a red herring. No. Or a seagull. Mm. Yes. <laughs> or a seagull. Why do you have to be a red herring? <laughs> I don't know. Why, why are people <laughs> overwhelmed or underwhelmed but never whelmed? <laughs> is that a clue? <laughs> clue no. number two on what the fact. No, bro. Yeah. These are the things oh. that keep me awake and end up messaging you lot in the group ta- in the group chat. <laughs> Sign of age, mate. No, but nobody's ever stitious. They're only superstitious. Is that a clue? <laughs> no, 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 it's not a clue. These are these are the questions that people want answers to, Steve. No. <laughs> no. What's the WhatsApp number? <laughs> in the words of Darren. No. Uh, the WhatsApp no, number, if you can help us with this one, come on. Uh, Ted's What the Fact this morning, Arab-led takeovers, completed it, mate, is the first clue on What the Fact. What is the fact that his bizarrely twisted mind has come up with this morning? Uh, you can WhatsApp mm. us 0330-043-2002. We need your help. In fact, I'll get down on bended knee and plead with you for your help. 0330-043-2002 because we do not want our resident Mackham to win this morning. I just no, hope you can get back up, Dave. Sorry, mate? I just hope you can get back up after going down on bended knee. <laughs> have you all have you all ganged together on this uh, on, on, oh, on I this I second? You. you were my favourite. I love you. I love you. I love you. We share a common bond, mate. We share a common bond. That, that's exactly. Good. Thank you. I think no, I think I stick together. I think Steve and Ted have created their own WhatsApp group, and it's like, what can we do to the smoggies today? It's ridiculous. No, no. Ridiculous. That's, I wouldn't. I can't believe that. that. Me and Rye already have one. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Definitely do as well. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Just wait and you start that's posting in the wrong group and it's like, oh no! <laughs> that's how we get the names. <laughs> Fellas, it's time for the uh, the old sports headlines. Unlike Daz, I will keep this show on track and we will have sports headlines this morning. We'll be right back after this. From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast. With Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the northeast, the red, the tune, and the cat. 
Ted. Yep, right across the northeast, it is the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Rye, Ted, Steve, and the decrepitly old mature gentleman. <laughs> that's, that's a beautiful introduction. <laughs> Gandalf. I can't get beautiful. how Wilder thinks he's a better manager now, by the way, just hearing in those sports headlines. Good change of subject. Good off, change of subject. He's, Good he's coming off the back of 11 games at Watford, right, where he had at the back end of last season. After getting sacked at Middlesbrough, he had 11 games at Watford where he won three, drew three, and lost five for a winning percentage of 27%. He, yeah. at Middlesbrough is coming off the back of 45 games in charge there where he won 18, lost 17, and drew 12. I mean, it just it doesn't make sense that he's a better manager now. That I mean, his record shows that he's just progressively getting, getting worse. And now, somehow, after doing 11 games at Watford... Where he did, they brought him in to try and get him backwards from uh, to promotion, like to get him in the playoffs. He got nowhere near it, even with Asom Balonga and everything like that. Now he's found himself back in the Premier League, back where it all began in Sheffield United, which was crazy because I'm pretty sure he had a falling out with the owner of Sheffield United as well. I'm pretty sure that was the reason why he got sacked he, in the original. He place. did say in his uh, in his interview, right, that uh, apparently they patched things up a long time ago. So there to be go. honest, I, okay. I think he's been sort of nobbling away at the uh, at the ownership to get mm-hmm. back in there and and possibly undermining even Danny Higginbottom's position. Um, yeah, it's a yep. bit of a it's a strange one, isn't it? Uh, sorry, uh, Paul. Paul. <laughs> yeah, no, it's weird. It's just weird. It's weird. I just don't, I just, yeah. I, I just think in the Premier League, when you've got someone that, you know, that, when you're bottom of the Premier League, right, you need someone that's got, you know, I don't know, just, I, I just don't think, I just don't get how they've turned to him. I mean, Sheffield United, he's obviously got, you know, he's, he's got the pedigree there. He's got the history there. He knows, you know, the, the club inside out. He was the one that took him, you know, from three back-to-back promotions, but it just, for me, looking on the outside in, it feels uninspiring. I mean, I don't know what Wilder yeah. um, is going to be able to do with that playing group. You know what I mean? And I'm not sure what it changes and what Heckingbottom was doing wrong there. I mean, I just don't know. But, you know, I mean, I just, I, I'll be interested to see. Look, they, they, he might prove me wrong. He might prove to be, you know, the next you know, right. Graham Potter and take him back up to the, you know, middle of the Premier League and they beat Newcastle 8 0. Who knows? You know what I mean? Heckenbottom <laughs> had to go, mate. Heckenbottom had to go. He was yeah. doing, he, he, you know, he'd lost the dressing room. He, you could see every interview was getting mm. more painful for him and more painful that for the Newcastle interviewers. Newcastle game smacked him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that, no, that was probably, that was, that was probably the worst result. But you know, yeah, you know, there yeah. was other games where they were completely outplayed, and you know, they should have conceded seven or eight every game in the last few weeks. But he was basically, uh, you know, to more or less turn around and say against your players, you know, well, the, the fans were singing against the team, and I was almost singing with them. I mean, you know, you're, you're writing your own yeah. P45 with statements like that. He lost the dressing room. He was disinterested, um, and you could see that he was on his way out. But um, the wilder, the, the wilder appointment for me is, you know, it's a sentiment. One, I think, when you ask the question, should I need, should you ever go back? The answer is usually no, because when you do go back as a as a manager or as a player, very, very, very rarely does it work out. You know, work out in yeah. your favour. I mean, I can probably Tell think of a handful. <laughs> well, I can think of a handful of footballers, footballers, yeah, so you know, at Newcastle yeah. who came back, who 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 you know rekindled rekindled the same kind of passion. Um, and, and, and played in the same kind of way, but it's uh, managers. It, it very very ask, rarely works. That, that's the question I've been I've been gonna gonna ask is can we between the four of us think of examples of where a manager has returned and performed better than he's performed in his heyday 
on the first his first stint. Good difficult because Kevin. Jesus. I mean, look at Kevin. Kevin Keegan had Mike Ashley to deal with, so Keegan was brilliant first time mm. round, but came in the second time round uh, and didn't even last the third of a season. So you know, there's there's a, there's the biggest example at, at, at Newcastle. Um, it tends to be caretaker managers, doesn't it? I mean, I, yeah. I could probably think of, I can think of Bali, who is a Sunderland legend, who has always done well when he's gone back in as a caretaker. Um, yeah. You know, never. And but then, you know, that's that's different. Being a caretaker manager to a permanent one, but very rarely yeah. do people go back. I still think Sam Allardyce would be the man for Sunderland if they, if they could persuade him out of out of his you know semi retirement and say, look, you know, we want you to get us back in the Premier League, and there's there's financial bonuses attached to it. I doubt they will, but he would he was a perfect fit for Sunderland. But um, I, I, there's very mm. few very few managers go back and, and make a success. I can't I can't think of one, lads. Can you? No, no I mean, Leash, maybe the opposite Kenny effect Daglish. was when, um, uh, yeah, going back to Where Liverpool. Did he go? Even Maybe. then, I mean, he went. He, he left. Uh, we see he had two stints at Liverpool. Mourinho right. twice at Chelsea. Uh, Gus Hiddink, who went to Chelsea as well, he always stepped in, but it was like that caretaker role as well. Um, mm. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah, there is, there is, like, there is a few out there that have done it, but whether they've been did successful, Daglish do well know. the second time round, though. My, 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 my. Well, uh, I, I would have to check. I would have to check <laughs> yeah, the facts. No. But Daglish, Daglish won the league in '86, didn't he? So I can't yeah, imagine yeah, him. Did, yeah. it's, it's always worse the second time. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, it, it is. It's, I mean, even the yeah, great no, Bob Stoker went back to Sunderland after mm. the. Uh, you know, after the whole Laurie McMenemy thing and all that sort of thing, um, yeah, even he couldn't save us. You know, the, the the chosen one as he was, but it never works out. The same with the Dalglish thing. You know, I mean, I think he did sign Suarez and Carroll. Uh, obviously, the Suarez did, yeah. one was was one of the greatest transfers ever done. The Andy Carroll one, eh, not so much. But yeah. I, I don't think it works going back, and I, I just can't understand Sheffield United's logic. It's kind of like he's he's bewitched them in a way, hasn't he? <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, he has. Yeah. No, I agree. And uh, look, it's 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 incredible. Like as I said, like it was interesting to hear that you say that he's he's patched things up because I remember in his early days at the Borough, him talking very distinctly about how it was good to be under Steve Gibson because he's got a good relationship with the owner once again, sort of thing. And, and it was it was yeah. it was always plagued at that whole. You know, I fell out with Sheffield United's ownership and now, you know, i got Steve Gibson who's going to take care of me sort of thing. He always played that card. So for me to them to look at, you know, read the news that he's now gone back under the, the owner that he was saying, you know, didn't look after him all that time was just, you know, ex- incredible to me. So, but to hear he's patched it up, you know, look, I wish him all the best. I wish, you know, Sheffield United all the best, you know. I just, the way he went about it at Borough just left a real big sour taste for me. Towards the end, and I'm not sure, you know, Borough fans will know this well, but... The one that left me was when he was the Burnley job came up for grabs just before Vincent Company went in and took charge. But the Burnley job came up for grabs. Uh, they were in the Premier League at the time, and uh, Chris Wilder was asked. Uh, I, I think it was by our, our very own Craig Johns, uh, the Gazette uh, reporter we had on the show yesterday. He was asked, you know, have you got any interest in the Burnley job? And he pretty much said, can't answer that. Is what he said. So, and at the time, we did little did we know that he was putting his name forward for it, and his agent was trying to get him a Premier League job. But he just, you know, he just wasn't committed to the bar. He just, and you know, when every yeah. time he got asked about, you know, are, are you looking at this job? You know, there's been rumours, Chris, that you've been, you know, linked to this, this, and this. He'd never shut them down. Uh, he'd never say, you know, oh, no, nah, I'm, you know, where we get Carrick now. And he goes, nah, you know, there was a West Ham link earlier last year when he, we had that fantastic run. You know, Carrick came in, 
you know, and there's still rumors and you hear him say, nah, I mean, I'm here for the long term. I got a contract, blah, 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 blah. Chris has never, ever said that. Well, Sol Bumba. a sour taste. Sol Bumba's recently talked about that, hasn't he? And he said, he, yeah, he, he even, yeah. he even left the players scratching their heads thinking, why hasn't he, yeah. why hasn't he squashed the rumors? Um, exactly. And he said, he asked yeah. him directly because he had a good relationship with Wilder and Wilder said, well, I'm just like, I'm just like any other player. And um, he said, if, if I get a better opportunity, uh, an opportunity to, to progress and, and grow, of course I'm going to be interested. So that's why I haven't quashed the rumour. Mm. So, yeah, and there you go. So when you, you got your current manager saying that sort of stuff, sour taste for me. Kind of like kind of like the Alex Neal sort of fallout, I would think, you know, similar to you, oh, Ted, I would yeah. think. You know, that's the type of sort of relationship and sort of memories I have of Chris. But look, all the best to him. Sheffield United, weird appointment for me just in terms of who's out there and who's available uh, and to turn to Chris Wilder in the Premier League at the current stage with what you've got to go up against, you know, the, the, the teams you're there, I just I just don't see them. And I just, I, but it's the same point, I don't see them having the squad to get them you know, out of the hole they're in at the moment anyway. And just for the moment, just for the moment, uh, and in French, because I know Ted likes speaking French, pour le moment, moment. Uh, Jason has WhatsApped oh. in. Jason has WhatsApped in and said, Neil Warnock... On an 18-month contract, the perfect fit for Sunderland. Ten. I'm not. I'm not against it. Ooh. I'm, I'm not against. I'm not against Neil Warner coming in on a short-term basis, if it means we, we find the right man for the job for next season. I'm not against Warnock. I know is you know the style of football would be vastly different. It would be a little bit more no dis. Actually, yeah, massive disrespect. It'll be a bit more Millwall, um, but. You know, as far as man management, somebody to bring on young players, the way he talks to players and the way he works with players, I think is massively underrated. Uh, I, I think he's a great communicator and one of the best man managers. He's just the, the guy's goal. Better than Mogger, though. Better well, than Mogger. Two, two different styles, mate. Two different styles. It's it's. it's I'm, it's I'm like talking purely man Dave, management. It's though. like comparing Dave with Darren. You know, it, it, it's like <laughs> the, the both the both push buttons, but one does it with finesse. The other one's a bit more industrial. Yeah. Ah, poor Daz. Fancy describing him as industrial. Chocolates. I didn't name names. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 a completely different style of management, right? Um, I mean, Tony Mowbray. Yes, as as far as like the style of play. And, and you know putting that sort of having that quiet word and the arm around the shoulder and that sort of thing I, I think he was fantastic at it however Neil Warnock is the kind of guy who'll, who'll have you running through brick walls for him you know he, he's, the, he's, a, he's a much more of an outspoken motivator the thing is with that though that burns out very quickly Tony Mowbray would have been a good long term appointment in my opinion whereas Neil Warnock it's like sort of you know those lads that have like the, probably the most fun they'll ever have in professional football for about six months just listening to all his stories his anecdotes and like getting them fired up and just being just being daft but actually you know getting results as well so it's it, I don't think that's massively out the question as much as we're laughing it off a little bit um, you know watch this space he is he's always been very very complimentary about Sunderland and it's it's one of his biggest regrets. I think he had the chance to come to Sunderland, but was he, was he Wickham manager years back? I believe he might have been. It was it was an, it was a lower league team. Might have been Notts County actually. Notts County. 
and he had the opportunity to come to Sunderland as as, as manager, and he he turned it down, and he, he he went down a different route. And obviously, you know, the Sheffield United story was its own thing, and the success he had with them is you know well documented. So, I'm not totally against that. I know some Sunderland fans will be, but in terms of short term appointment, if if we are going to appoint a young coach, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad idea. Maybe a double act between him and Heckenbottom. But then again, Heckenbottom, for me, the, the issue I've got there, one of the reasons he's suffered the, the exit with Sheffield United is obviously he's he stood up to them about the, the selling off of, of prize assets you know, before the season started, when they're going into the Premier League as well. Um, and obviously the same fate has, has, has fallen to, to Tony Mowbray where he's, you know, he's stood up and said, right, it's it's all well and good having this this sort of uh, structure in place and this this vision for the club, but when it comes down to brass tacks, we need experience and we need we need quality. Heckenbottom's done the same, and he's been shown the door. So maybe maybe Heckenbottom for all he's up there with the favourites. Maybe he's not going to be uh, considered just for that fact. But yeah, I don't think he could take the pressure at Sunderland. I don't think he could take the pressure at Sunderland. I think I, I don't think you get the same kind of pressure at somewhere like Sheffield United from the supporters. And you know, I, I just think that yeah, you know, Heckenbottom came in. He'd be he'd need time to get to know the players and get get results. And I just think he'd I think he'd get it in the neck. And I, I just think he'd respond. I I don't think he's the right fit. I, I, mean, I can see why you would say Warnock because Warnock, Allardyce, those kind of managers come in and that kind of remit. You know. Um, you know, the, and, and they've been there, done it, got the T-shirt. Sometimes experience is beneficial, and 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 in those kind of situations, that can there can be a bounce. But you don't always get a bounce from a manager, and it depends what's going on in the dressing room. It depends the personnel you've got. I mean, the big problem Sunderland's had is is, is the Ross Stewart situation, where you know you you know you haven't replaced you haven't replaced a goal scorer and if you don't replace a goal scorer in the championship then it, you, you're going to struggle and by your own admission on this show time and time again the the reason that Mugga got sacked is because he kept putting square pegs in round holes you know fans are scratching their heads at some of yeah. the selections that he was he, he was he was picking players and, and for, for what you know the way you described the playing them out of position so you know it he, he, only he knows what uh, you know what was going on on that training ground. Mogger will know why he's being sacked, and you know the next manager has to come in and try and put that right. But you know, what, with 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 a new manager comes players who were potentially out of favour, or or maybe were you know spending that little bit extra on the on the you know the injury front because they didn't like Mogger's training techniques or whatever. You know, those players will come back into the fold now, and it's a it's a clean slate for everybody. So you may you may well see a few faces who who change, but. And and certain players react to to different management styles, and you know you you know you might get the best out of some, and 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 others might fall by the wayside. But if Sunderland, if Sunderland have got any chance of getting to the playoffs now, they've got to get this right. You know they've got to get this right. And Dave pointed out earlier at the start of the show, you know that they're only a, the one result away really from from getting back in contention. So whoever inherits it's not going to come in and inherit a team that's you know just above the bottom three. You know they've they've got a real good opportunity to to build. So. Big appointment, really big appointment. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what it's a big one for Speakman as well. It's a big one for Christian Speakman because this is his third manager now, lads. If if he if he doesn't get this one right, then I'm sorry, he's got to go. Yeah, Yeah, now he's got to go. Much of a pal he is of the Bellingham family, he's he's got to go if this appointment isn't right. I'd be interested to see what James Copley's actually got to say about this later on as well. But you know. The, the, uh, I quoted the Brian Clough thing yesterday that if, if a manager gets sacked then the guy who hired him should also go the journey as well 
and I think as well though with owners. Yeah. I think I think with I think with the owners that, that have come in, I think, and this is me hypothetically speaking here, I think that they inherited a bit of a mess. And the finances, you know, probably aren't something which are, you know, privy to all until the, the accounts come out. And I just think I just think that Sunderland, I mean, we heard lots of rumors, and I don't know whether they're true or not, over COVID that Sunderland could be one of those teams that was struggling. Um, yep. and it's a big old ground not to have fans in when when fans weren't allowed into stadiums and you still had to pay the bills and you just you, you know there was lots of rumors about Sunderland being in financial issues because of the previous ownership so maybe his style and his way of running the club is has been a necessity rather than you know yeah. something that he's doing for his own personal reasons and and maybe he's put some right, foot do you know what i mean it, it's so right but that doesn't yeah. that doesn't entertain a supporter, does it? That supporters, we we we're very cut and dry. We want to see results on the pitch and entertaining football and a team that tries and hopefully winning something. Yeah. But but ultimately, the, the, this is his money. He's come in. He's took the gamble. He's he's probably saying, "I've actually I've got your club on a better footing." You know, maybe yeah. maybe he might have to look at it one day and say, "Well, actually, I've taken as far as I can. I need I need to sell it." But then you'll get some kind of, you know, then you might get some kind of change at the club if you get somebody with money coming in. You know, it's a sleeping giant. It's every bit of sleeping giant as Newcastle was before the Saudi takeover. And if there was, a, yeah. you know, if there was somebody looking at it going, "Well, what do we get out of this?" You get a fan base. You know, if we if we if we plow money into this, what do we get? Well, we'll get, you know, we'll get in the Premier League. We'll get we've got a fan base that will be loyal. Um, there's something to build on at Sunderland. I've always said that, but you need the you do need the right owners, but he might not be ready to go. That's the problem, and he he'll bring a manager that does what he does what he says, and um, and that that might not be what Sunderland fans want. Yeah, yeah I mean every that. every time that uh, Kieran Louis Dreyfus re- releases anything to the press, one of the words you will guarantee is in just about every statement is sustainability. And and it is yeah. it is true, Steve. That the club nearly went to the wall. You know, especially during COVID, there was there was mass redundancies or, or layoffs. Um, it, it was in dire straits. Uh, it was in dire straits before the the last yeah. bunch of clowns had their club as well. Like, um, you, you know, the, the club was like they were spending two grand a, two grand a year on on hiring plants in <laughs> into, into the stadium, and you think, what? What on earth is that about? But it was it was horrendously run, and I get it. Kieran Louis Dreyfus, he's look the guy is you know he's he's a, I think he's a Harvard business graduate. This guy knows his stuff as far as how to run a business is concerned, and the, the key is longevity and sustainability. And you don't get that by going out and spending twenty million quid like what some of the other championship clubs are doing. Look at West Brom, who we're going to be playing on Saturday. They, they're on such dodgy ground financially. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't want to be looking over our shoulders. By this time next year, we might not have a club because you know nobody wants that, do they? It's just interesting for me to see Sunderland in ninth position. I mean, normally you see a club that is like down the bottom, struggling. You know, and the only way you can go is up when a new manager comes in. But arguably, any manager that comes in and does worse than ninth, where Moggers left them. Is arguably done worse than what Moga's done. I mean, that's the thing for me. I mean, in my eyes, if you're if we're talking about successful, uh, you know, in management, then it's successful on on the league table for me. It's the points you can bring in. I mean, we're we're a results driven business. Uh, you know, as as much as you like, you know, man management. As much as you like, you know, in the, the the culture of the club being the right fit and all this sort of stuff. We're a results-driven business, and if you're not putting results on the table, you're going to get sacked. That's the, that's the be all, be end all. 
and Sunderland are ninth on 27 points. But it's not just ninth, is it? It's the fact that yeah. they are one result away from the playoffs. They'd be exactly, in the playoffs. Exactly. Now, if a manager you know comes in and loses the next three and drops you down to 18th, 19th, arguably it's been the wrong decision and and it's going to take uh, whoever it comes in it's going to take them a few you know few games to sort out the way they want to play and stuff like that you know if they well, they're not going to get weird rooney myth. Some goals out of rusin yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly but if you're going to get rusin and, and all that scoring then arguably yes you've done well you know you've done more than bogger can but if he comes in and has the same troubles where they hasn't got a striker that can score in the next month you know what i mean and he's and it's the same sort of style that we see from from Mogger, I mean, I just don't get, you know, I just, it's just, yeah, it just baffles me. And I just don't see how Defoe Warnock was linked yesterday, that. wasn't he? Jermaine Defoe? Oh, he, yeah, he, he, he linked up himself. halfway through and go home, though, wasn't he? <laughs> like where he did in his last season when he came. That, that, I mean, that pretty much finished off Lee Johnson. Incidentally, Lee Johnson was the last manager that we actually sacked. Do you know what position we were in at the time? Third. Oh, God. Mm. We, we sacked wow. Lee Johnson when we were in third and brought in Alex Neal and got promoted. So, in defence to the ownership, they, they got that one right. They've done it before. They absolutely yeah, did get yeah. that one right. Um, you know, but all eyes are on them on this one. And and if this one goes goes badly, then you know, all right. There's a few Sunderland fans coming round to the idea, going looking at Mowbray's recent record, two wins out of the last nine games. You kind of going, yeah, form wasn't great, was it? Uh, so you got a couple of people murmuring, saying maybe it wasn't such a a, a harsh decision, you know. Um, only a couple, mm. but their next appointment is going to make or break their their ownership. The pressure, Absolutely. the pressure on this new person is is insane. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's probably that's why the, the most right high pressure. Somebody like an Allardyce who can come in and, yeah. and be confident yeah. in his own. They ability. need someone that can wear it on their shoulders. Completely agree. They need yeah. someone that can wear the 37, 38,000 fans on the back of them being in ninth, and you know if they have a couple of you know, results go against, you know what I mean. Uh, 34, 35,000, you know, 32,000 if you're best. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking reserve games, are you? Uh, <laughs> you just need someone that can wear that, you know what I mean? And maybe that is a Warnock, yeah. maybe it is, you know, Big Sam, like, you know, Steve said. So it's it's just the pressure for me that you go in, you know, and, you know, you, if, you, if that's... Get rid of Van Nistelrooy, but. If that's your, if that's you know what the the target is, is you know you get rid of Lee Johnson and you bring in an Alex Neal. If that's what they're looking for again, yeah. Well, you know, time will tell. Time Let's will tell. So. Dave. Dave. Um. Yeah, hey I've been there, listening. Dave. I've been listening. I've been letting you guys chat. Hit, no. Um, hit the hit the music, Dave. Oh, you want the music? I thought you wanted my opinion. Oh yeah. I've yes. just realised you've cost. <laughs> You've cost me a bacon buddy. No, There's no way bad. Daz. There's no way Daz is going to bring me in a bacon buddy. Now, no, no, you, no, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. No, I. The only bacon you're going to get is from Steve. Bruce. No, I've eaten mine. Bruce. <laughs> oh, you've eaten yours? How's no, the bacon? Da- you're gone. There you go. Go on then, Ted. Fact. So your first clue for today's fact. Your first clue was Arab led takeovers completed it, mate. Your second clue is despite the unlikely adventures, they've only ever won their league once. Despite the unlikely adventures, they've only ever won their league once. Mm. 
I'm so smug about this one. I, really, I, 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 I don't like the way that I don't so like the way smug. that backing track just ends. I really don't. Um, You've cut that off. It goes longer. I've got a longer version for sure. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. I've put yeah, up, yeah, I've put yeah, up what Ted the, sent me. He's trimmed. Thirty-seven oh, really? seconds long. No, you haven't. Nah, no, there's a longer one because he gets louder and higher pitched. Does he? Hundred percent. I've yeah. heard a longer version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. There is a longer version out there, definitely. Oh, so we definitely like now I like the fact that you've given it away that I sent you that before anyone else. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> we definitely know there's a separate WhatsApp group here now. Well, there is. Steve, we've got it. We've got it now. We've recorded the evidence. Mutiny, yep. mutiny on the bounty. That's what it is. Oh, Steve we'll and be, I talk on we'll be pushed into a rowing boat shortly and cast I've a drift. <laughs> I've just sent it on the WhatsApp group now. It's two minutes 53. See, you didn't send me that before. Mm. See, Steve, he's put his foot in it I now. I did. No, you yes. didn't. I said that. You did. sent me one I that was 37 seconds long. I don't long. make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, look, like just putting your foot in it now that you've got this separate WhatsApp group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted, can I ask one question? You can choose. You can tell me like if uh, you can't answer or not. No. Is the answer club or or player? Mm, can you give me that? Really. Or is that too much? It's 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 a fact about. A club, it's got to be a club. It's got to be a club. club. Okay, okay, it's club. Yeah, it's club base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arab led takeovers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, cool, 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 cool. All right then. Well, look, we're almost a minute past eight, but I will drag this show kicking and screaming to some sense of normality. That means it's time for the news across the northeast, despite the rabble's best interests. And there you go. I've done a daz. David Barry's somehow playing when it's supposed to be the news. There you go. Golden fellas. years, then. <laughs> we are in our golden years. Here's the news from David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? It's not playing now. Man. I thought you were going to do the whole intro thing. You're good, man. You're doing it because it's always ch 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 changing. <laughs> not accepting it. Ah. Not accepting it. Still a cracking song. Still a cracking song. Uh, it is still the highest grossing single uh, in UK chart history that hasn't been a charitable song. Um, mm, wow. So there you go. There's a, there's a bit of a what the fact for you. Number one in the following countries. Australia, Austria, Belgium, Ireland, Netherlands, New Zealand, South Africa, uh, Switzerland, the UK and at the time it was West Germany when it came out but it only got the number 69 in Japan for some reason there you go <laughs> Can, uh, right just settle a little argument here yeah settle a little argument lads bagpipes yes or no bagpipes yes or no in, on that song yes as, as in do you like them no yeah I had them at my wedding I got because oh, I, I, I did the I knew you were cultured I did the Gretna Green oh. thing for, for my wedding. I was muted. Oh, really? yes. I just came back because I heard bagpipes. Ah, you muted it. You don't no. like bagpipes. Isn't it quite ironic nah. that, 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 that the Australian doesn't like the droning and loudness? <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that competes with him. Oh, <laughs> cutting. Yeah, we, we rarely have to squeeze the wind out of him, Steve, do we? <laughs> <laughs> You're right there, mate. But he's let me down this morning. 
He's let me down this morning, oh. knowing knowing that you know now it's been revealed. You have your own personal WhatsApp group, and <laughs> and I'm not part of it. I literally messaged him. So so Steve can go first with the news headlines. Oh, Magpies and proud Mag News. Good morning, Newcastle United fans. Michael Owen has admitted that his heart was in Liverpool during his time at Newcastle United. Liverpool were not willing to match Newcastle's club record offer of 16.8 million after letting Owen depart for less than just a couple of years previously, which left the Magpies as the only viable option for the striker and his bid to return to England. More than £18,000 being raised for the funeral of a Newcastle United fan who died after being hit by a car. Tony Farrier lost his life after being struck by a vehicle on Boglehorn Lane in Concert, County Durham. The collision occurred at around 1.10 on Saturday evening. Following his death, the GoFundMe page with a target of £2,000 was set up by fans to raise money for his funeral, and more than 860 donations have been made to the page, and the current total is £18,663 and rising. Uh, fans are also asking for people to clap at the game against AC Milan in the 18th minute as a show of respect for the young lad. And Joey Barton has revealed that Newcastle United became the first team in Premier League history not to sign a bonus payment scheme because former owner Mike Ashley was trying to ram it down our throats in his own words. Barton was amongst those who stood up and told his teammates that day that he would not sell my stool for what would have been a sum of around £85,000 if Newcastle stayed up. The former Newcastle fielder stressed it was not about money, but rather how his teammates valued ourselves as a group. And that's the Castle United headlines on Wednesday morning. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News. Good morning, Sunderland fans. Former Crystal Palace chairman Simon Jordan believes Frank Lampard would be a great appointment for Sunderland, as he has everything to prove after his previous stints at Everton and Chelsea. Sunderland are currently ninth on the championship table and aiming for a top six finish this season, and Lampard does have some limited championship experience. While that experience in the championship hasn't been great, his time in the Premier League left a lot to be desired and may not be the, the standard Sunderland are looking for to replace Tony Mowbray. Three former Rangers stars are all linked with the Vegas manage vacant manager's position at Sunderland. Former Gers manager Michael Beale, who departed Ibrox back in October after a 10-month stint in charge, has quickly emerged as one of the early frontrunners to be handed the reins at the Stadium of Light. Alex Ray, a popular figure among the Sunderland fanbase and currently a member of Philippe Clement's backroom staff, is also in the fray, while ex-Gers defender and Yokohama F Marino's boss Kevin Muscat at 8-1 is also viewed as a potential candidate to land the vacancy. And finally, while the announcement on Monday night that Tony Mowbray had departed the club, Mike Dodds has taken interim charge as the team prepares for challenging home games against West Brom and Leeds United. While it remains possible that the process to appoint a new head coach will be conducted by that stage, as it stands, Dodds will be in charge for those games. He'll be supported by the club's remaining senior coaching staff, which includes fellow first-team coach and former Sunderland striker Michael Proctor, as well as goalkeeping coach Alessandro Bacciarini. And that's your headlines this Wednesday morning. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Oh, we'll just get rid of that one. Thank you. <laughs> Smuggies and proud. Borough News. 
don't know what to say on that. Just get on with it. Just, just, just ignore the amateur, the hopeless bungling amateur. Just get on with it. Good morning, Borough fans. VAR, ladies and gentlemen. VAR. Oh, how the beast has risen from the video ashes once again. It won't matter now, Borough fans, but it's now been determined that the third goal on the weekend for Leeds shouldn't have stood as Ruta was in an offside position when the ball was played. Ruta is offside as it is played and Borough midfielder Dan Balassa attempts to play the ball but misses and he made contact and diverted the ball. The decision becomes unclear. It is seemed like every week in the Premier League brought referee to bring mishaps, which was worse as they had VAR to correct their errors. In the Championship, though, it's no shock that this offside isn't given even though it's not good from the officials. Maybe VAR was indeed in the championship or in real life, we might not have seen Mogger's decision. Hey, hey, interesting. And a name also familiar to Borough fans, Chris Wilder is back in management. Ugh. The 56-year-old has replaced Paul Hagenbottom as Sheffield United manager in what is a return to his greatest resume uh, in embold and italics pointed part of taking them from League One to the Premier League. During his announcement presser, Chris Wilder reflected on his Millsburg experience and believes he grew as a manager from it as he sensationally returned to management to the former club, Sheffield United. As he looks to re-establish himself, he insisted his career won't be defined by his 11 games at the Borough that ultimately led to his dismissal. He said, as well, uh, for me personally, the first time I had my contracted terminated in over 900 games was at Middlesbrough. It's not nice, but it's part and parcel of what happens in football. I return differently. I always think that every experience is a good one. Firstly, even though it didn't end great at Middlesbrough, I enjoyed my time there. I find it quite funny that some people look at and define my whole career in the 10 games at the start of that season at Middlesbrough. Well, Chris, I define you like that and all the other stuff, mainly the Burnley thing. And also Leeds, you've taken three points that you shouldn't have had. It's a dreary old Borough headlines, but that is what it is. Borough headlines, Rye out. Ted, Rye, and Steve, the Northeast Footy Breakfast. Right across the Northeast, the Reds, the Cat, and the Tim. I will nick a line from Daz's show yesterday. We'll cut that out when we play it out live. Okay, <laughs> fellas. Yeah, I'll cut that. We'll cut that out. <laughs> James Copley's with us this morning from the Sunderland Echo. James, thanks for joining us, mate. How busy are you at the moment? Uh, yes, me shift started at some point uh, yesterday and has been ongoing ever since. <laughs> no sleep. Oh, no mate. sleep for the wicked. Absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, what on earth. Um, first and foremost, I've got to ask you, your reaction to when, when the bomb dropped? Yeah, I was surprised. I was actually in bed, believe it or not. So I actually didn't hear. I didn't hear until six o'clock uh, the next morning. So I jumped out of bed and immediately started work, which was all fun and games. But um, disappointed in in the decision in terms of I think Tony Mowbray is a, a very good man who did a who did a very good job. I think it is a little harsh. Um, it's the first time Sutherland have really hit any sort of sticky point. But you know there was only two wins in six. Um, the draw against Millwall is a, is a good point in isolation but probably wasn't good enough to, to save his job get the feeling that this has been coming maybe for a little while that the ownership group fancy somebody a bit younger and a bit more sort of um, forward thinking although that probably does turn him over a disservice because he is forward thinking but um, yeah he, he started to come out and, and question the recruitment team quite blatantly in his in his press conferences so I think that's never a good sign there was clearly some sort of um, rift's a, a too strong a word, but a, a misalignment maybe of, of where he wanted the club to go. He, he sort of said that, you know, he was doing what he signed up for, which which was fine. But 
at the top end of the pitch, I think Sunderland need Sunderland need some experience, and that hasn't transpired yet. So, interesting times ahead. But yeah, Tony Mowbray, what a what a bloke, and what a what a good job he did. You see, fellas, this is why James is the wordsmith, and I'm not, because I would have used the word rift. You see, he can just pluck <laughs> another one straight out of the air I, like that. I got to admit, James, it's, it's Ted here, by the way, the resident Mac and mate. I did raise my eyebrow in a little Cartesian curve at misalignment. I love that, mate. That was a beautiful <laughs> word. It's, I'm glad we've I'm got a Mac on to add some. <laughs> you just brought a bit of class to the show, mate. And honestly, I've been trying to do that for weeks now. It's, uh, no, it's, okay. Finally, finally, we've got some class on it. Um, well, I'm, I'm, oh, from, I'm, from Hend- I'm, I'm from Hendon, so I don't think anybody's ever described me as having class, so I'll take it. Well, you see, you, you, you must be from the classy part of Hendon because you pronounce the H. So that, that, that's straight away tells me you're a... It's a bit <laughs> like Hartley Pearl You're not from there. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, just, just on what you're saying there, James. I think there's a, I, I, definitely. I think the, you know, the results maybe played a part with it. We, we saw that we weren't picking up the points that maybe we'd anticipate that we would. Certainly, again, some of the lower opposition getting beat uh, by Plymouth and Huddersfield was was a bit of pill. But do you think the catalyst behind this decision was was the comments after the Millwall game? You know, things like we never looked like scoring. Do you think that's something that that maybe is just pricked the ears of Christian Speakman and the ownership and thought, okay, yeah, we've got to make a decision here. I think so, yes. And I think when you sort of blatantly question, um, as Tony Mowbray did, I think you're on a bit of a hide and nothing really, obviously, he was frustrated. He also said some some sort of things about, you know, wanting to play Pritchard a bit more. And he made some comments about, you know, sort of insinuating that he had to play the young lads because that was the, the route the club was going. So that's caused a little bit of a stir as well, obviously. I actually think this dates back to to last season and after Sunderland lost the playoff semi-final against Luton, Mowbray was sort of quite bullish about the fact that nothing had been sorted out about his future, despite the good job he'd done. There was the hoo-ha in the summer, will he go, will he, won't he go, will the new manager come in, are we going to pull the trigger or they're not? That was a weird situation because the club actually never put that to bed, it just, he just sort of stayed, there was no sort of statement saying actually this is our man. Um, and obviously the club don't have to respond to every rumour, of course not, but it was I think yeah. it was such a serious situation um, that it could have done with some clarity and, and perhaps, you know, there's been a little bit of trust there that, that's never recovered. Obviously, we know that Speakman actually went to, to Mowbray to assure him in the summer that, you know, he was going to stay, but that public vote of confidence never came and I think no. there was clearly something that happened in the summer, um, whether Sunderland were flirting or having a look or testing the waters, I don't know, but... Yeah, is this with Far- yeah. Farioli we're talking about? It is, yeah. Obviously, he's gone gone yeah. to Nice and is, is doing very well. Um, I think it's it's clear, isn't it? Really, looking at the way Sunderland are recruiting, um, the structure at the club that they would like a sort of a foreign coach at, at some point, um, bilingual yeah. possibly, who can speak French. That they are recruiting a lot of a lot of players from overseas. I think they would like a sort of forward thinking. Um, younger coach but you know I think sometimes you have to be careful what you wish for as well and Mowbray is very good with young players and I've, I've heard from inside the Sutherland camp that you know there's a fair few players who are who are really disappointed that he's gone so I mean the first job of the of the new guy whoever it is when he comes in is to is to earn that trust and, and earn the mm-hmm. respect of the players which Mowbray definitely still had despite the results not being there are there any smoke signals yeah. out at the moment that give you an indication of, of who they might be talking to? 
Um, the the odds are interesting. I've had a look at the odds this morning, and, and Will still the thirty one year old um, coach who is managing in France at the moment. has got like a football mm, manager. Background. That's what I'm hearing. His, his rise through the his rise through the football and sort of sphere is, is quite extraordinary. Really, he's bilingual. I think you know that the Guardian have come out and said that um, he's on the short list. Kieran McKenna was mentioned, but obviously he's going to be pretty hard to get because he's doing well with Ipswich. Um, Schumacher at Plymouth. Is, is quite fancy as well, I think. So I think what the what was mentioned earlier about this sort of coming a bit suddenly, I think it's been in the pipeline, but I think the decision has come suddenly after Millwall and they haven't got somebody um, lined up immediately and there is going to be a, a little bit of a process. But we know the way Sunderland do things is that they will have had a list of names for a while. They will have been tracking managers. Um, so now it's about going and getting one, which mid-season can be easier said than done. Will they pay compensation for somebody or won't they? I don't know. You've got all sorts of... I mean, you know you know yourselves, lads, when something like this happens, there's all sort of smoke signals that come up. I mean, you've got Neil Warnock and, and Mick, Mick McCarthy saying that they would like the job, and I'm, I'm sure they would. And I would, <laughs> you know... I, I would love, I would love for both of them to get up at the same time. It would be a brilliant oh, ride for but, your um, job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, but it's, it's just there's so heaven. much going on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's so much going on that it's it is sometimes hard to know where to look. But my instinct is that it will be. I, I can't remember who said this, but somebody said this to me yesterday. The instinct is that it will be somebody that you might have to Google. Um, I don't have a name for you, but yeah. that's that's sort of what we're thinking at the moment. The, mm. one that, the one that, like, sort of, uh, do you think somebody like Ruud van Nistelrooy is too big a name? Do you think he'd be holding out for something bigger? Or do you think to get into the English game uh, might be an opportunity for him to take a club like Sunderland into the, into the Premier League? Because he's it, out it's of a work. Really good que- Yeah, it is. It's a really good question, a really interesting question. Obviously, he did he did really well at, at PSV, didn't he? And then obviously had a little bit yeah. of a falling out with the ownership. Um, he's bilingual. Obviously, such a, a big figure. One of the one of the best strikers the Premier League's ever seen. Really fantastic yeah. player. Um, obviously, forward thinking, likes youth, likes that sort of Dutch style, and, and and playing good football. You know, Sunderland's a big club. It's an attractive proposition. The structures there, um, the directions there for a, a sort of young coach like Van Nistelrooy. Would he come? I'm I'm not sure. The Championship is a very hard league to sort of cut your teeth in. I think. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, I think Sunderland's certainly. Certainly, the size of the club could attract somebody like Van Nistelrooy, but there is also the question of wages as well. Are Sutherland going to yeah. pay sort of top dollar championship wages? And then, no. if they do pay top dollar, <laughs> cha- well, probably not. No. <laughs> but it's, if, if they did, if they did attract somebody like that and pay top dollar championship wages, then they would probably have to start investing a bit more heavily in the squad in terms of ready-made players um, in the future. So it's it's interesting. We feel at a bit of a, a crossroads in terms of you know Sunderland's trajectory as a club. Yeah. James, it's right here from down under, mate. The the resident borough fan, uh, the one with the uh, manager, Michael Carrick. You can't have him, by the way. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, First, I've got a two-parter for you, James. One, I wanted to ask you if you feel that the 4-0 drubbing by borough had anything to do with it, maybe the start of the decline. Uh, And secondly, I just wanted to ask, the lads were talking earlier about the possibility of Neil Warnock. Now, the bookies are sliding Neil Warnock um, up and up. And for me, I was talking, and I, I, the lads seem to think, and Ted was going on about how he thinks it might be a good, you know, short-term um, appointment in terms of getting a, a manager that you can't, that you want, that you might not be available right now sort of thing. It, for me, it seems like a like-for-like like in terms of what Mogga, you were just talking then about the man management skills, that the, the you know, how Mogga does well with the young players. And I feel like Warnock's probably on the same page as Mogga 
And in, in, in respect, I would think Mogger's, you know, probably already there and would be doing the smart thing. Can you see Neil Warnock adding anything differently to then what Mogger had? Well, the first question I won't dignify with a, with an answer, obviously, because you know, <laughs> well, well, well done, rise above it. All, all I will say is that I, I reckon Jared Gillet is off um, Tony Mowbray's Christmas card. Because <laughs> <Doesn't, laughs> he doesn't uh, like Gozzi's rights. That's probably where the uh, issue started. As, as for Neil Warnock, I mean, you know, the blokes, I think, 75 or something, um, obviously did yeah. a brilliant job with, with Huddersfield last season. He's come out in the press before and said he wants one sort of crack at like a top level championship job again he missed out on the Sutherland job before famously in 92 um, where he'd actually agreed to take the role but then um, Sutherland got to the FA Cup final so they had to give it to to Len Ashurst oh no, sorry the Milk Cup final sorry so they had to give it the, no was it the Milk no I, anyway I forget the no, story but FA Neil Cup, I was Malcolm Crosby Malcolm Crosby he, that's he, it Malcolm, he, Neil he Warnock was friends with Malcolm Crosby wasn't he didn't want to replace that's him that's it yeah that's it oh, didn't want to replace yeah. him but I think, you know, if Neil Warnock came in, it would only be for six months, so it would very much be a stopgap. I've no doubt that he'd get the players playing, but in terms of style, um, and this isn't to knock Neil Warnock, but I think his style is different to what Sunderland are looking for on the field. Um, that's not to say that he, he might not be able to sort of do it with a, a better quality player, but just thinking of somebody like Patrick Roberts, who was at Middlesbrough under Warnock, I think, I don't think he, he played too much under him, and there was a little bit of a... A disagreement there. I'm not sure he's going to be the man, but you know, stranger things have happened. And this ownership group actually flirted with Roy Keane before they got um, um, Lee Johnson. Oh no, sorry, before they got Alex Neil. So they are open to a, a sort of British-based coach or a Republic of Ireland-based coach. So yeah, it, it's so interesting to see what happens in the next couple of days because I think what's becoming clear is they didn't actually have a specific name lined up ready to go and they've actually got a shortlist that they're probably going to work through so yes lots to uh, lots to do mm. lots to report on easy times yes, yes. easy times yes. yeah indeed <laughs> yeah appreciate your time this morning james thank you mate yeah, brilliant. Thanks, it, mate. Now you're busy. Cheers, man. All right, brilliant. Bye, bye, bye. James Copley, uh, Sunderland writer for the Sunderland Echo, joining us on the North East Footy Breakfast this morning. Fellas, crazy it's an interesting one. Classy, classy as well, though. Eh? Classy. classy. Crazy. Very classy. I can't believe you admitted gentleman. that. Just because he could throw that word in. Uh, well, you know, we like to educate us, Mackhams, you know, we're, we're, that's what we're about, bringing a bit of education to an otherwise dreary, dreary Wednesday morning. What are you laughing for? Oh, just, uh, just the thought, just the thought, I can't say it, I'll get hung next time I go on the wayside turf. Do, do you want another clue then? Uh. Oh, well, time is crashing on. Well, time's crashing on, we need, we, you know, we're going to say goodbye to Steve very shortly. Are we? We are. I am. I am back. I am back for two minutes. I'm standing on the uh, tube platform. <laughs> you're, you're outside, the, uh, he's in the tube. All right. Yeah, he's at the tube station. <laughs> Bless tell, him. tell Ryan, mind the gap. Please get that on speaker. Mm. Uh, he was interesting, Steve. He just, said, he just said that he was obviously taken by shock. He said that he understands that people players in the dressing room uh, including some young ones were quite upset with the news. Um, he said that he did have a good relationship with some of the players. He didn't say all of them. Um, he said that, you know, his phone's been off the hook. Uh, he thinks that they're looking at a manager that's probably bilingual. They're obviously got a lot of French youngsters in their squad and that they're probably after someone that can speak French as well as English quite well. Um, and yeah, obviously that these, you know, I asked him about Neil Warnock as well. And he said that he thinks, you know, that Neil Warnock's style of play is, is probably not suited to, 
to what Sunderland are after at this time. And uh, yeah, that, that was, you know, that was pretty much it. And then um, Ted was trying to, you know, make him his best mate or something. I don't know about calling him uh, classy. So that, yeah, that was yes. it. Yeah, because because James used a four-syllable word and, and he really confused right. <laughs> By the way, we Daniil has been on. Daniil has hey. been on. He, he said, "What the fact?" Guess. I get worried. I get worried when it, when Daniil gets on because he's good. Yeah, he's, he is good. He is. He's good. got the smarts. Uh, what the fact? Guess Nottingham Forest. No. Can oh. I have a guess, Ted? Can I have a guess? Go on. It's not Mario Balotelli. Melbourne City. <laughs> no. Let's just rattle through all these shots. Let's just rattle No. Yes. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Go on, then. Yeah. The galleries. As in the shopping centre. <laughs> galleries. We used to call that Mutant Town. Hi, good morning, galleries. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> right, hit, hit the music, Dave. I've sent you the full version. Uh, yeah, but I did reply to you saying, can you send me by email? Because WhatsApp's not allowing me to download I've, it. I've, I've emailed you it. I've oh, you. I've checked three times. Hang on. Honestly, I'm, I'm on the ball, mate. Oh, it's there. No, you're not. You sent it 15 minutes after I asked. Um, Steve's going to leave I, us I, I now. Don't have my phone we've got to. We've got to say. We've got to say goodbye to Steve. He's about to jump on a tube. Steve, Steve. Oh, safe journey, safe journey. I'll see you tomorrow morning, lad. Yeah, safe journey back, mate. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. See you, man. Have a good day, mate. Enjoy the trip back. So, uh, Steve, wandering uh, around London. So, we'll do a bit of this then. What? 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 What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What is it, Ryan? What the fuck? 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 What <laughs> Rise gone quiet. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Hello. Yes, I'm just gonna join in. Cutting in and out. My internet's cutting out. <laughs> Ted's asking you I'm to right. sing. Technical difficulties. Sing, I got you. Yeah, he was asking you to sing. He's there. the big one. He's, he's the big moment. What the fuck? Oh, you've put it off. <laughs> I've only got 37 seconds right. to play with. All right. Nice. Right. Go. Anyway, should we have the third clue? Yes. From well, give us all three. Okay, so first clue was from Roy. He comes Roy. Didn't know what could be. Mute him. Mute him. Jesus. Right. Clue number one. Clue number one is Arab-led takeovers completed it, mate. <laughs> Despite the unlikely adventures, they only ever won their league once. The third clue is the combined score of this unlikely feat is 7-2. The combined score of this unlikely feat is 7-2. 
That's like an aggregate score, gentlemen. Mm. Yeah, we get we get that. We get that, mate. We're not that sick. Oh. Yeah, we're not that sick, yeah. This oh, is so hard, hard man. Take his hand, it's lead my him down head, the you know what I mean? It's like end of day here for me. The cogs aren't turning anymore. Not that they turn many, you know, much, but... <laughs> Hmm. So we've got Arab-led takeovers completed this, mate. Aussie. No, completed it, mate. Yeah, I thought it was Melbourne completed City. It, mate. Could I, be obviously, Aussie. Melbourne City were bought out by Man City and yeah, became the Melbourne group. City. They've yeah. only won. The, and then the next clue was about winning it once, I think it was. And that Melbourne City have only won the Prem, the Alien Australian uh, League once since the takeover. So I thought I was onto something. I thought the cogs had, uh, had kicked into gear, but nah. I got yeah, but you now. do this. You do this strange uh, playoff thing for the title, don't you? So there wouldn't be a combined yeah, score. Yeah, we, we play like finals and then grand finals and weird. So stuff, there wouldn't so be a yeah, combined. Yeah. There wouldn't be an aggregate score across a couple of games, would there? No, there wouldn't be. No, there wouldn't be. No. But that may it's no. got to be Aussie. Is what, what? Who else has been taken over? Um, who's Adelaide? No one owned in, by I mean, Brizzy. I mean, the, New Zealand have just had a new team um, bought out by the Bournemouth owner. The old Bournemouth he's owner, American, so he's, just, no, he's just, yeah, yeah, he's just the guy that owns Bournemouth has just bought a New Zealand team, so uh, he's got that. But that's it. There's no other really sort of English links in terms of who they you know, ownership. The only big one is Man City coming in. And no, no, it's Melbourne. Arab. It's no. Arab. It's an Arab takeover. Know, yeah, Arab led yeah. takeover completed. So yeah, none in Australia. None in Australia. Not that I can think of anyway. Arab led takeover. Delicious, but he said mate. You know what I mean? so. It's just delicious to listen to. It really. The is. only one I can. Yeah, I mean, obviously Man City. You know what I mean? But like, in what regard, Man City? Though, sort of thing. Oh my God! They've won the league more than once. Mm, yeah, exactly. But it's that mate. He's put mate on the end. That's a clue. Yeah, yeah I know. You're focusing in on that. I mean, that, it's well, he bothered have to, mate. You give I us. feel like it was just him. It was just him just talking. Yeah. <laughs> the mate's got nothing to do with it. Yeah, it might not have. Right, Ryan might be right. I mean, imagine those scenes. <laughs> we get more off the top of an ambrosia creamed rice than we do from you. So, um, combined score. I mean, the Man, City, the Man City group own so many clubs, though, don't they? I mean, they own... Is it... Leon or something like that as yeah. well. Yeah. Like there's heaps of them that they own. So yeah, I mean, it could be any one of them because of the Arab takeover sort of thing. But, it, it could be, uh, but it's that word mate. Uh, and as much yeah. as he's trying to convince us not to focus on it, I think we have to. Could be Newcastle. Something linked to Newcastle. I don't know. They haven't won anything though since the takeover yet. So mm. oh, no seven. Mm. <laughs> what was the what was the aggregate? There's no aggregates there either. Um, yeah, no, nah, I'm stumped. I'm stumped. Well, there you go. It's a there good one. Go. He's what the facts, mate. Tell you what, I'm going to be punching cow carcasses ever in the freezer very soon. It's got, <laughs> that's the way I'm heading. Yeah. yeah, they threw me up a little last time I did that. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, it's got me. It's, it's a got toughie. Me. It's a big well, toughie. Well, while you have a little a think toughie. about that one, lads, <sighs> something, something I read yesterday that, that came to my attention. It was uh, old Matty choose to play for Chelsea and Man United. He's, uh, I think he's playing mm. in France now, actually. Um, he launched a bit of an attack on Man United and the squad that they had at the time and claimed that two of the players were always late 
and he revealed there was a there was a fine system that he put in place and the players put in place, nothing to do with the club. And basically, he got about seventy-five grand in one season in fines out the players. Jesus, um, it was it was Pogba, and it was uh, oh, your boy, your boy who they got from uh, Sancho from Dortmund. Thank you, yeah, Jaden Sancho. That's it. I couldn't think of his name. So those two were consistently late every single training session. So Matic went and put mm. the, you know this fine system in place. But what is it about certain footballers like that insist on these poor standards of always turning up late? Like despite the wages they're on, what is it? Yeah, it's for me one of the big things for, is is that I tend to try and look at is just how young they are and and, and how sort of for me when I was a young lad, right? I was I was pretty you know you know on the loose. Let's just say I was late to my job and everything like that. I wasn't I had no sort of discipline whatsoever. And then I went to the military and I got it actually beaten out of me. Do you know what I mean? And then I was never late ever again, yeah. sort of thing. So and I got it actually complete. But these lads. So, you know, they got a, I think for me, the understanding for me is that these these guys play football from such a young age that there's no time for schooling and there's no time for them to have to go and work down at Greg's or anything like that and learn about how to deal with other humans and how to be on time and all this sort of stuff. They get thrown into a footballing world from such a young age where they're told to be the best, you know, eat the best and do nothing else, you know, and then just, you know, and, th- and that sort of egotistical sort of nature Builds a different type of character for me, and in terms of Sancho and Pogba, you know they are they would be sitting there on truly, you know, I don't know, incredible amounts of money, thinking that you know it, it doesn't matter what they do because I am Paul Pogba and I am Jaden Sancho, and that sort of egotistical, it's what you probably need to be a good footballer. Sometimes, sometimes you need to be that you know I'm the best and nothing's going to beat me to be able to get round you know certain players and defenders and, and trust that your instincts. But that comes with a sort of negative side, and that negative side is, you know, that they drive the, you know, the real hot cars, and they go too fast, and they, you know, they're a bit idiotic, and then you know, it comes with, you know, it, their, their promptness to training. Now, that for me shouldn't fall to the other players. I like that Maddich has come out and, and said that he tried to take care of it, and I think that's what Ten Hag's done. I think Ten Hag has probably come in with a bit of a strong whip and said, look, no one's going to be late anymore. And Sancho, Pogba's not there anymore, but Sancho's still there. And he's probably still been rocking up late because it was being allowed. Well, you know, he was just getting fined by players. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was, it was, it, it, it's just interesting for me to see, um, you know, that the manager, uh, you know, wasn't stamping on it at the time. Because for me, it's it stopped the buck stops with the manager. I'm there to impress, you know, if I'm playing for Borough, Michael Carrick is, you know, the one I need to impress. He's the one that's going to put me on the pitch. He's the one that's going to play me. He's the one that's going to get me off, you know, you know, get me on off the bench or back me or bench me or, or, you know, make me, you know, the better player. So I want to impress him. If he says, you know, right, it's okay for you to rock up 10 minutes late, then I'll rock up 10 minutes late. If he wants me there 10 minutes prior, then I'm there 10 minutes prior. But it's that respect that I have for Michael Carrick being my gaffer and being my boss that would make me be yeah. there whatever time needs to be. Now, for me, when you rock up late, to especially to training, when you're on that amount of money, when you've got, you know, a massive transfer in Man United, especially if the club's not performing well, you want to get in, you know, you hear about all the old stores. As you hear about the old days of David Beckham getting there hours before just to practice free kicks. You know what I mean? Like, this is the stuff you need to do uh, and to be the greatest footballer. And unfortunately, look at Sancho now. He hasn't played in, what, a couple of months? And he doesn't, who knows where he's going to go in January? So... He shot himself in the foot and it's just tardiness and it's just a young egotistical attitude that maybe works for Sancho in terms of, you know, making him the best footballer that he can be. But it's um, it's just this, that lack of discipline, that lack of discipline. And I, and I think that you can see that Ten Hag's probably tried to implement that and it's gone, you know, it's gone the opposite way. 
We're doing a Daz. We're doing a Daz. The the sports news is getting later and later. Uh, Oh, God. I do apologise. Just wanted to jump in because... Jack Clements has been on. On WhatsApp. He's got a guess. Oh, get in, Jack. And that guess is... What the fact is all about... Mario Bellatelli. No. Yes, Jack. Yes. My heart was in my mouth there. My heart was in my mouth. Thank you for that, Jack. Please. I'm crying now. Yes, good lad. It's sticking. It's oh. sticking. We do like to see it sticking. Well done. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love brilliant it. Stuff, well brilliant stuff. Good answer. Yeah, Great yeah, answer. Yeah, Give him the money. Yeah, he's won it. He's won it. That's it. I don't care he's what the, the answer car. is. He's, he's won, won it. The car. Yeah, that's it. Give him it. And, and Ted's supplying it because it's his competition. Yeah, well done. He's supplying it. You've got Ted's chance. <laughs> you don't want my car, mate. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but you've gotten it. Well done. It's older than most of my colleagues. He's <laughs> oh, got an age thing, this lad, hasn't he? He's got an age thing. No, 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 no. Seriously, no, no, no. My, my car is a 1996 motor. It's uh, yeah, it's seen better days, but there you go. Okay. Um, uh, do you want, are we doing sports news now, or are we going to do the last clue? Sports news now. Clue on the back of it. All right. Fantastic off. I put my foot down. Get in. From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red platoon and the cats. Oh, hot news off the press, hot news off the press. Somebody's interested in sponsoring the show. Yeah. Have an offer, a little bit of an offer. Yeah, feeling hungry, so yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Wheeling and dealing know. at its best. Uh, we love a we love a bit of wheeling and dealing. <laughs> we don't do all these uh, random ones on, though. How's it going to benefit me? I'm over on an island. <laughs> <laughs> so is Ray. <laughs> yeah, so am I. A big He's island. A bit of a bloody right. bigger island. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get it, you know, with Australians. I still don't get it. I mean, my my brother-in-law by birth is a Kiwi, but he's he's, he's an Aussie. He's lived there since he was a yes. kid, and he thinks absolutely yeah. no no issue whatsoever driving sixteen hours to go and see his uh, his, his sisters. Yeah, sixteen wild. hours jumps in the car and just drives yep. down. It's like what? Yeah. Where would you get in, uh, where'd you get in Cyprus? Just... Just like rice back garden. <laughs> <laughs> My parents are Even a big more Cyprus on a Saturday. Australia. <laughs> They've just gone down to get to the coast, like to, to you know go near beaches and stuff like that. Seven hour drive. <laughs> oh, just, hours drive just nipping down to the beach. To, in yeah. a caravan. Yeah, nipping hours. down the beach for Christmas. And it took them, yes, it's a seven and a half hour drive. So that's off off they've gone to uh, in their caravan for Christmas to go near a beach. So they've that, ditched me yeah. and the and the screaming newborn and they've gone to a beach. So yeah, I, I know. I know, right. I think I've told I think I've told you the story about my dad coming over when I lived in America, haven't I? Where I said I'll take you to the pub, it's just at the end of the road. Yeah, yeah. I I've told you that have. one, yeah. Where the end of the road was about two, two and a half mi- two and a half miles away. But <laughs> yes. you know, in, I mean that's, you just get used to distance, don't you, when you live yeah, in these yeah. big on these yeah. big lumps of rock. It's like, yeah, the pub's just down the road, Dad, I'll take you. And he's, he sets off walking down the street, it's like gotta go in the car. Yeah, gotta go gotta How drive down. Yeah. How many pubs are in the UK, though? I mean, it sort of oh. just baffles me. <laughs> like, oh, you know what I mean? I've been there a few Not times, but I used word, to love man. it. How many? Yeah, that's true. That's true. What's have you? What's the closest pub to the station, Dave? How long? How long would it take to walk to a pub? 
uh, you would trip over and bang your head on it as you were leaving the station. Yep. Yeah, nice. it's that close. See? Yep. I love it. They're everywhere. Oh, oh this is going to be such a good trip in February. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we doing a bit of a northeast bender like? Is that the idea? Yes. Oh, yes, yes, I'm flying yeah, over. Yeah, Fly absolutely. me over. Yep, I'm there for it. <laughs> You're not coming for the Christmas do then, fellas. Oh, come on, you've let us down. I'd love to, mate. I've, I've got no nah. annual leave yet. I'm I'll, I'll be pub. over in February now. I'm looking forward to coming in the studio and actually doing a bit of doing a bit of a show with you. That'd be nice. If you haven't sat yeah. me by Push then. the buttons. Yeah. Put him on the buttons. Put him on the buttons. Put him on the buttons. Careful. That'll be hilarious. Imagine what we're... There's somebody going to be walking through the door at the moment with a Can't big cheesy Can't do any worse than your headlines. Can I mean, what was that about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you You'll think we've forgotten... You'll have to be a special guest, Ted, on one of Daz's 19 shows. <laughs> well, I've, I've had an idea that I'm going to run by Radio Dad off air, you see. Ooh. Uh, I'm, 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 oh. I've had a yes. moment of... I had a moment of genius last night. Oh. Uh, and and I, even Mrs. Ted went, that's actually a really good idea. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll have a little okay. chat about that later on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry, all, all right. will be revealed all right. in time. Okay. Two, two, two quick questions. Fact. Two quick questions. Uh -huh. One, will it get me into trouble legally? And two, will it cost me? Yep, and yep. <laughs> Mercifully, no is the answer to the first question. He's not sure. He's not sure. We'll, we'll discuss oh the second question. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> that is scary. Uh, That's speak, like a mug of the mushroom buttons. That. <laughs> Be, before before we before we do, uh, Jack, who had the guess of Mario Balotelli, has come back to yes. say he's in Leicester. So we're getting truly international oh, well now, we Leicester. Really well early. done, yeah. yeah. Well done, mate. Got our well Cyprus done. fan base. All all of the lads uh, wished us well when I was in the pub on on Saturday, watching watching the the various matches oh, that we I have all round and about. Like so, I got a few Aussies. A few Aussies. Base. There's two is, or three of us that put the boomerang down. Yeah. <laughs> is, is the guards the, we put the boomerang down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know all my in-laws in Australia? They wouldn't listen because well, actually, there's one of them. My nephew loves football, so uh, he might he, he oh, might be listening. Yeah. So Logs, if you Logs, if you're listening, good to have you with us, mate. They're over in WA. Good on you, mate. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love Spreading it. Spreading our net far and today. wide, gentlemen. Indeed. Forty-two degrees Celsius in WA today, lads. Forty-two Jeez. degrees. Yeah, That's you're, like you're sitting there in your like, snow, yeah, yeah. 42 degrees WA. So, yeah, sweltering over there, and then scary bushfires as well. It so was minus one this morning, mate, when I when I walked out the front door. Ah, yeah, right. minus one. We had oh, minus oh, five. It's not even that in my freezer. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, I keep forgetting you two are uh, in sunnier, warmer <laughs> climes, aren't you? Yeah, yeah we are. Well, it's on the change yeah, here now, mate. It's, it's not as nice. I'm, I'm actually having to put a hoodie on when I leave the office and come home on a night, so it's, it's, it's getting a bit more <laughs> Do you know what? When I lived in Singapore, they used to put the hoodies on when they walked into the office. Because of aircon. Because the aircon. Yeah. 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 The guys would always put their coats on when they came into work. Weird. Wow. Well, well there you go. Anyway, I was right, expecting well, Daz to have walked through the door. Football. Yeah, let's finish let's the show. Let's finish with some, it off with some football. Seeing as that's what we were supposed to be doing. Well, oh, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay. What the fuck? 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 What the fu
<laughs> yeah, it's what the fact, my favorite show ever. Oh, I love this quiz. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. When you when you do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that would be never made. That would be never. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. Right, right, boys. Come on, eyes on the prize here. First yeah, clue was Arab led takeovers completed at mate. The second clue was, despite the unlikely adventures, they've only ever won their league once. The third clue was the combined score of this unlikely feat is seven two. Your final clue is. Results like these were something new. Results like these were something new. Wow, 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 wow. What? Ah! Give me that last one again. Give me that last one again. Results like these were something new. Results Ooh. like this are something new. Ooh! Daz has walked in oh, with a big on. cardboard box. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're moving out. Daz has bought the station. Oh. Pack your stuff and get out. <laughs> uh, I'm so, pleased. I'm so pleased he hasn't got any headphones on yet. He can't hear this conversation. Just so you're not pleading me. Planting a seed uh, of an idea in his mind. Uh, he's with us now. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Yes. How are we doing? Good morning, yes. guys. How are you, By the way, I didn't get my bacon the... buddy. I told you. I've upset him. <laughs> no, not yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, lads, 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 how can you, you let it out that we've got our own WhatsApp group? Yes. I, I can't believe it. Mutiny, mutiny. Well, yeah, I mean, we're going to have one with you and one with Dave. Do you know infamy, what I mean? Now infamy, infamy. They've yeah. all got it in for me. But the thing is, it's even worse it's than all... he's called it the real Northeast Footy Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's frankly just it's mutiny. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm all for it, by the way. No, I'm not. I stand with Dave. No, do I? No, no I like Daz. Oh, I'm confused. It's like picking two dads at Christmas. You know what I mean? Who's going to give you the best present? Oh, brilliant. How did your conversation oh. with James go, Ted? Was that, did yeah. that go all right? Very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Ex excellent. Very, uh, very good work while having him on. Very posh. Very, very classy gentleman, I would say. He was, he was blowing smoke a bit up his backside, I think. He was, um, yeah, he was telling well, him he brought, nice to he brought class to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and these stations. Well, it's, it's, it's been a long time coming. Bring it up a level. You know, you know what? I'm starting to believe, up. though, lads. Talking, talking about Sunderland the past couple of mornings and listening to James this morning as well, I thought at first that Sunderland had someone lined up. I would have put money on it that no. they had someone lined up, but I'm now leaning towards that they just literally needed to get rid of Mogger and you they mean had no plan. You're leaning towards Radio Dad's comment. Well, I, I just, exactly. I just don't think... Yeah, I was I was fully under belief that you know the, the reason they got Mogo now the the reason it had to be happened now through a busy you know December schedule you've got what like the the biggest derby coming up in the FA Cup with Newcastle you know just an actual crazy time and you see Mogo get sacked now I would have bet my bottom dollar that it was someone was lined up but now I, I don't think there is I honestly just think there was something that wrong with Mogo that they had to get rid of him now and now and. You know, they, they now they're looking. So, which baffles yeah. me. It just blows my mind. Blows like, my mind. Obviously, like, that he's you know James said they got a list, but they just got nothing. Yeah, I like I like yeah, James's it's, it's comment weird, about misalignment. 
Um, great word. Yeah. Great word. Riff. Great word. Yeah. yeah. Great word. Yeah. Almost where, as good. Where a word. is alignment? Because I, I didn't know they mm. had. A, I didn't know they had a competition for women there. Where is alignment? <laughs> hey. is, there is indeed a misalignment. <laughs> it was almost as good. It was almost as good a word as no. <laughs> can I ask you why I got you just for the last five minutes of the show quickly Alex Neal yeah. at Stoke Stoke at 20th they've got 21 points now Stoke in the off season spent obscene amounts of money if anyone looks at their transfers for the off season they went from about 18th in wages till about 10th they actually shot right up because they dropped some big yeah. money in Stoke and they're 21st yet Mogger who was Alex Neal's replacement has been sacked before Neil at Stoke, which if I had a money on 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 anything, that Mogga would have stayed longer Crazy. than Neil does it at Stoke. Do you do you think Alex Neil is a very lucky man still to be in charge at Stoke? Completely, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not a massive lover of Alex Neil, so I'm not going to say no. anything in case I get to win a misalignment with our lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Good man. Dave, Wise do you words. think Alex? Do you think it's crazy that Alex Neal has outlasted Mogga, who replaced him at Sunderland? Nobody saw that coming, no? surely. I don't know which one. I think he said both our names. All right. Um, yeah, I did. Dave and Daz. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can hear the whispering. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, me? I you? I was for that. No. Did he say it me? Was it you? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know what my answer is. Radio gold for two days running. <laughs> My answer is yes. <laughs> right, do you, do you want on, an answer to this, to this what the fuck? Yeah, go on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Yeah, this this on. being I'm three, one The answer, ahead. by the way, is the answer Arsenal? No. Uh, so, go on. Right, so... I'll then. tell you how it all links together. I'm going to give you the fact first, actually. Go on. The fact is, Dundee United have a 100% win record against Barcelona, winning four out of four games in Europe. That's the only team in Europe to have a 100% win record against Barcelona. So, Arab-led takeover, Dundee United fans are known as the Arabs, believe it or not. There you go. There's another little oh, fact for you that could have been goodness. on its own. Despite the unlikely adventures, they only ever won their league once. That's true. Dundee United only ever won the league once. Even though they, they, they won these four games against Barca. The combined score of this unlikely feat is 7-2. So on the 25th of October, 66, Barcelona lost 2-1 to Dundee United at the new Camp. 16th of November, Dundee United won 2-0. Then Dundee United won 1-0. And then Dundee United won again 2-1. So, the, uh, yes, that, that was the combined score. And the final clue was, results like these were something new. I didn't say new, I said new. Oh, As in new camp. new camp. Where did Mitch come from? Get out. Get out. He did it, it, didn't. It didn't I told you it was a complete red herring. <laughs> oh. So I told now, you it meant nothing. He's now putting red herrings into his clues. I know, I know. I didn't put a red herring. You made it a red herring. <laughs> That's you like putting cyanide yourself. in the sandwich, mate. You, you boned that fish yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you, I'll throw one at you then. Who is the only Premier League side that Pep Guardiola, when in charge of Manchester City, hasn't beaten them yet? Oh, this is a good one. Ooh. 
The only Premier League side. We've only got 20 seconds oh, left. Yeah. Yeah. The only Premier League I was going to leave it till tomorrow now. They're going to stew on that one. Go on, leave it till tomorrow. Yeah. Leave it till tomorrow. I'm not going to Google it. Yeah, I'll, no I'll Googling. Are you stewing? Are you stewing? I am. I am. But Excellent. Ted's ahead 3-1 in What the Fact, so get your money ready, lads. <laughs> money ready. Oh, God, yeah. He got me to agree oh, to give him money to charity, didn't he? Yeah. By the way, yeah, we're in I trouble because the guys downstairs have turned the show around for the podcast. If we go over the hour... They've got to do twice as much work because yeah. they have to download ah. another hour of the next programme <laughs> to finish the show off. Can you do twice of nothing? <laughs> <laughs> have yourself a wonderful day, guys. Thanks, guys. Sorry, you Luke. Too, Thanks, guys. See you later. Cheers. Bye. Ta-da. Bye.